We're speaking with Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis. Congresswoman, welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. Good morning. Great to be with you. Thank you. Congresswoman, what is your position on congestion pricing? Well, I was a member of the state legislature at the time, and I voted against establishing the program. And at the time, uh, I brought up a lot of concerns that this would be costly to the people that I represent, particularly those in uh, Staten Island who already pay a toll to connect with the rest of the city. Uh, and this would uh, amount to another $23 tax for people to you know, enter another borough in the city in which they live. And I think that's just wrong. It could lead to thousands of dollars in additional uh, payments uh, for somebody who perhaps you know has to drive into Manhattan to receive dialysis treatments, for example, or if they or somebody who works the overnight shift and they may not feel comfortable taking the subway, particularly at this time of high crime, uh, they may be driving to work instead. Uh, and also, we are a transportation-starved community where we don't have as many access. Uh, to uh, public transportation that some of the other boroughs do, and therefore we do rely on our vehicles. But the bottom line is I am opposed, and I'm working with uh, Josh Gottheimer of New Jersey in a bipartisan effort to try to get the Federal Highway Authority to intervene here uh, because the MTA has not done their due diligence. They have not uh, conducted a thorough evaluation of what the environmental or the economic impacts will be, uh, particularly on our, our small businesses, uh, our our uh, residents on tourism at a time when we're trying to get our city back on its feet. We want people to come to New York City to to spend money and, and, and support our local economy. Uh, and this, will, I think, will deter it greatly. Well, Congresswoman, what does your bipartisan legislation with Congressman Gottheimer call for? And additionally, does it ask for an audit of the MTA? Yeah, well, we, you know, the MTA has received billions of dollars from the federal government, and we want an audit of where that money is going because it seems like it's a black hole. And, uh, you know, they're, they're saying right now they want to implement congestion pricing, not, not for environmental reasons, but because they believe that uh, it's a cash grab. I mean, this is, you know, the latest cash grab by the MTA. And so, you know, we want to know where the money that they're already receiving is going. And so our bill would require a federal audit by the U.S. Department of Transportation Inspector General. Uh, and in terms of the congestion, it actually gets pushed to outside the boundaries of the zone. So you would see more traffic uh, above 60th Street, uh, in downtown Brooklyn, in southern Bronx. Uh, and that has raised uh, the alarm. Uh, and, and it's created a red flag for those of us who represent the outer boroughs. And I wish more of our elected officials would speak out. I mean, I know Richie Torres, who represents the Bronx, has spoken out, as has Josh and I. But really, the other representatives who represent Queens and, and Brooklyn, they should be just as vocal. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't know you know, why they, they won't play a role, because I know they've told us you know, uh, behind closed doors that they are opposed to congestion pricing. We need them to be more vocal. But the people can help us right now, because what we're trying to do is get the Federal Highway Administration to intervene. And people can help by submitting comment during this open comment period that the MTA is conducting. If they go to mta.info slash cbdtp slash comment, um, uh, they, they can submit a comment saying that they're not doing their due diligence. And considering that this is the first in the nation program of its kind, uh, they should really be uh, you know, taking their time here evaluating what the consequences will be. And, Congresswoman, before we get on to the other issues of the border crisis and your campaign heading into the fall, I also, just lastly on congestion pricing, wanted to ask you, if you had a plan that you could hand to the MTA and say, do this, this would be better, what would it be? 
Well, look, first of all, Sam Schwartz came out with a much better and more fair plan. Um, and unfortunately, uh, what the state legislature decided to do was to give its authority away to the MTA and allow the MTA to decide how much it's going to cost, who's going to be exempt, what times of day this will be implemented. That's like allowing the wolf to, to guard the hen house. I think Sam Schwartz had a more reasonable plan that lowered the tolls uh, and, and sort of spread it out across the entire region uh, so people wouldn't be hit uh, like, like my community with a double toll. Um, but also, aside from that, you know, the federal government, we just passed a bipartisan infrastructure bill, which basically New York is eligible for up to $100 billion and, and, and matching grants that would support, uh, you know, these capital projects that the MTA claims they, they need funds for. But I think the reality is that people want accountability and they feel that the MTA has wasted so, many, so much money with uh, projects that have become over schedule, over cost. And I think we need to really crack down on that. And that is why we want to see that audit to make sure that the funds they receive are going to the right places. Does the Biden administration's open border policy at the southern border put America at risk? We've heard a lot of opinions that uh, there are fears of terrorists coming in, as well as uh, we know that there's uh, an illegal drug trade coming in as well. What is your opinion of how the Biden administration is handling the border crisis? Well, it, it certainly is a national security concern. Uh, and it's completely unsustainable. When you have millions of people crossing into our border illegally, uh, hundreds of thousands of them are gotaways. We don't know exactly who they are, where they went, or what their intentions are. We have caught dozens of people on the terrorist watch list trying to enter. Uh, and you know that the drug cartels are running the border. They are making billions of dollars by trafficking people and trafficking uh, drugs. And fentanyl is the number one leading cause of death among 18 to 45-year-olds. We know where it's coming from. It's coming from the southern border. It's being manufactured uh, in Mexico and being crossed over. So why the president refuses to secure our borders to keep Americans safe if it's beyond me. But in a post-9-11 world, and I'm, I'm sensitive to this as a, as, a, as a member from New York City, and I wish my colleagues from New York City were the same. You know, we said we would never forget to allow individuals to cross into our border where we don't know where they are, number one. Uh, number two, they are allowed to board planes using a, uh, a, an arrest warrant or a uh, deportation warrant, okay? I mean, think about how outrageous that is, uh, that they're allowed to use those documents to be able to board planes. Um, and, and that is a concern that we've brought up to the TSA as well. Um, but, you know, the idea here is, look, I, I'm the daughter of immigrants, and I, I support those, and I, and I feel for those who want to come to have a better life and support their families. There's a right way to do it, and that's the difference. You know, we, we've helped in my office uh, 65 people become United States citizens in just the last year and a half, people who had been caught in the red tape and the bureaucracy for years, but they did everything right and they got stuck. That's the way it should be, though. We should be helping those individuals become citizens the right way, not allowing this mass uh, migration across our border that is is completely unsustainable for all the reasons I mentioned, and on top of it, a, a, a real burden on the taxpayer who's already struggling right now during this high time of inflation and, and high gas prices and energy costs. You know, they, they're struggling to support themselves. Now they have to support, you know, these individuals who are coming over and receiving uh, benefits such as, you know, health care and education um, and, and housing. 
Congresswoman, you, of course, face former Congressman uh, Max Rose this fall. And in the recent primary, you had a higher percentage of the vote than he did uh, in the 11th. And uh, so just basically, what's your strategy heading into the midterms, uh, you know, this fall? Well, uh, you know, Republicans represent 29 percent of the registration in this district, but they came out uh, to be make up 40 percent of the, the total vote uh, in, on primary day. And that means they are energized. They're ready to come out and they are ready to fire Nancy Pelosi once and for all. And they understand that my district is, is a key to doing that. This was a seat that we flipped in 2020. It's a must hold for us to take back the House. Uh, so we have some accountability and balance in the federal level that we can push back on President Biden's uh, disastrous policies. Look, people in my district, they want a secure border. They want uh, a a government that supports and gives gives the resources to our law enforcement that they need to keep us safe. Uh, They want to see the radical bail law in Albany uh, repealed. And I've been leading the fight uh, to get that done. Uh, And they also want to make sure that we get this economy back on track, that we reduce inflation, control spending, and and, and explore and produce our domestic energy because we have so many natural resources. There's no reason why we should be paying these high gas prices right now or why we should be relying on adversaries who dislike us, like Iran and Venezuela, for our energy needs. Um, So I, I feel good going into November. I think it's critical that people come out and vote. Uh, because, again, you know, that's why how we got stuck with people like Bill de Blasio in office is that people didn't vote. Uh, so we need people to come out to send a strong message to President Biden. And those who want to get involved in my election, they can go to Nicole4NY.com. They can volunteer. They can get a lawn sign. They can donate. Uh, but we need everyone, uh, all hands on deck, to make sure that we preserve this seat uh, for another term. Congresswoman, anything else that you'd like to say to our listeners at this time? No, look, I appreciate uh, all the support from those who came out in the primary. Uh, I think it's important that we have uh, bipartisan representation. Right now, I'm the only rep from New York City uh, who's a Republican to give that bipartisan perspective. Uh, We need a balance here in New York. We we see under one-party Democrat rule we haven't done well uh, economically or in public safety. uh, And we need more uh, people who are going to give the opposing viewpoint to what you know, what, what, what's happening under one-party Democrat rule at the city, state, and federal level. That's the only way we're going to get good policy is if we have a bipartisan representation and we come together. Thank you, Congressman, for being with the 77 WABC Early News. We really appreciate your time and your insight. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Thank you very much.